Why people lose power? It's because the service designer changed the system dependencies. And we know dependencies create power. everyone thanks for tuning into nodes of design to help support our mission spread knowledge we have a very special guest on today's episode let's welcome ricardo martins who is a service design professor at savannah college of art and design in usa and he is also a researcher and a consultant on strategic design service design brand management project management innovation and lean six sigma he has been also applauded by many international awards in this episode ricardo had shared great insights on service design we had discussed on the process and how to start the process of service design inside an organization we also discussed on what are the few ways in finding new promising opportunities while creating a service blueprint and how do we constitute a service design culture in an organization and what are the various challenges that people face while implementing these and as a service design professor ricardo has concluded the show by recommending what are the essential things that he look out in a service designer's portfolio hope you guys enjoy this episode and on every friday we release new episodes with different creative leaders from around the world to help you better understand different concepts related to design so don't forget to tune in into notes of design every friday with that being said happy designing everyone hi ricardo welcome to notes of design it's pleasure hosting you today on our show Oh, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here also. So how's your day going, Ricardo? Uh, it's fine. I have been working a lot in these last few days, especially because we are doing a very big project in the university uh, for Google, Facebook and Amazon at the same time. So can you imagine how hard it is? Indeed. So Ricardo, if you could give a brief about yourself to our audience out there. Oh, thank you very much. Um, I'm a service design professor in Savannah College of Art and Design here in the United States in the in the East Coast. And I have been a design teacher since 2008 for 13 years and also have a market research company in Brazil with two more partners. In addition to service design, I also have other skills such as information design, graphic design, brand design, and design research. So what was your journey into design? How did you start and what are your tips to the beginners on how to start? Oh, thank you very much. I started as a graphic designer, but in 2001, I found a group that was studying design and experience led by Nathan Shadroff at AIJ USA. And some years later, in 2003, I had my first contact with service design and the concepts of dematerialization, which aims to meet human, human needs without necessarily creating physical artifacts that we know only generate trash. In 2009, I became a Master of Science in Design. Uh, but one year before finishing my master, I started teaching design in Brazil. And in 2019, I was invited to move to the United States and be a professor here in the Savannah College. That is the unique service design program in the United States. All along those years, I have worked as a designer since 1993. That was my first job in this field. So I have been working with design for 28 years. Hi, I always talk to people that they need to follow to obey some principles. So designers should have a passion for asking questions, to have curiosity about the world. Designers should 
have a keen eye for details, respect the people. They need to know how to see the forest, but also see the trees. Designers should be sensitive to when a system is not working properly. They should have empathy, compassion, and they should ha have also a, a sense of humor. <laughs> Not to be so serious, but if you are, if you want to start studying, for example, service design, or if you want to be a professional in this area, besides these principles, the soft skills that I mentioned before, you must study about the service design basics. You need to study about services marketing. That is something important. I started studying services marketing before service design, and you need to study about design research to know what are the different methods available to understand people, understand the context. You need to study about services prototyping because the, the way we prototype services is different than the prototyping in UX, for example. And you need to study about design implementation. That is a very, very hard topic because to create one idea is not a, a warranty that you will be able to implement it. These are my tips. Thank you so much, Ricardo. So Ricardo, let's begin our discussion with service design. So what exactly is service design and why does it matter? If you could explain us with a few examples. All right. So uh, the definition that we use about what is service design here in SCAD is that the service design is like a choreographer like a dance and you choreographers the different process technologies and interactions within service systems in order to co-create value for relevant stakeholders so the service design uses the concept of co-creation of value so the value is not something inside the product this is not something inside the app value only appears when it's co-created together with the service provider and the service user, for example. And these systems that we call service systems can be complex or simple. And why service design is important organizations? It matters because the reason why the organizations exist is to provide value to people. No matter if these people are users, customers, employees, partners, neighbors, and different than other kinds of design, service designers pay attention to the system in a holistic way. Our purpose is to break the walls inside organizations, stop thinking in silos and work in an integrated way. And some examples about how design impacts organizations is because service design can reduce like 20% of the costs, can increase in 84% the revenue. And companies that use service design have almost six times more revenue than others that don't. Customers tell an average of nine people about a positive experience, but they tell to 16 16 people about a negative situation and service designers help to avoid bad experiences. 96% of customers say that the quality of the experience is important in their choice of loyalty if they will recommend the company to other people, if they will come back to, to use the service a second time. So we can see the power of service design because service design improves the reduced costs, increased revenue, improves customer satisfaction, reduced negative word of mouth and increased loyalty. Thank you so much, Ricardo. So how did you start the process and where do you start inside the organization, the philosophy of service design? Uh, to start the process, of design, um, it's similar to other fields of design. 
So usually the process is status start for problem or opportunity. For example, if companies are losing customers, this is a problem and service designers can diagnose the cause of this situation. But sometimes companies have a good experience, but they want to be different or they want to shift to another service because the services also can die. And so when the services are dying, for example, some services in the past disappeared because people did not use them any longer. So the services can be replaced by new ones. So the service designers can help organizations to find new relevant services. And in a nutshell, to start the process, we begin with a problem or an opportunity inside the organization. Thank you, Ricardo. So what are the few ways to find new promising opportunities while creating a service blueprint? Mm, this is a good question. Because usually we don't find opportunities when we are creating the service blueprints. We do this all the time. Since the day one, when we are started listening to the client, visiting the company, observing the users, talking with customers, uh, because service design is a continuous process. So we do this all the time. So when you arrive in the service blueprint, we already saw a lot of opportunities. So how did you institute a service design culture in an organization? And what are the major common challenges you face while implementing these? Okay, this is the hardest question so far. And uh, a lot of people ask this question to me in the LinkedIn, my LinkedIn profile. And uh, talking about this, the service design culture, this is a very hard topic because before instituting a service design culture, you must to have a people-centered culture. And the founder of, or the main executive, like a CEO in the company, must believe in good service. And also the company should have a long-term vision. If they want only short-term results, this can impair the improvement of the experience. Now, talking about the challenges on implementation, this, I have found two main theories to explain why people resist to change. Do you want to know what are they? Okay, so uh, talking about the challenges on the implementation. I have been studying this topic since 2013 because I worked in some projects and that failed and I asked myself, what am I doing wrong? I was following the recipe, I was doing everything that the books mentioned about how should a service design to be. And I realized that I was doing something wrong. Because even doing inviting the users for a co-participation to co-create together a solution and listening to people, making research, etc. 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 I found that my projects were failing. I started studying about the, this topic of failures on implementation. And I have found more than 1,000 different theories about how we should change the culture or to change a system. And based on my studies, I have found two main different explanations to explain why people resist to change. And the first theory is that people have automatic behaviors that make them resist. The behavioral Economists call these specific reactions like unconscious bias. And the human beings have more than 200 different bias that can distort the way we accept or not a new information or change. 
And the second theory is that people resist to change because they don't want to lose power. But why people lose power? It's because the service designer changed the system dependencies. And we know dependencies create power. Dependency on money, physical space, software, people, other systems. So when a service designer changes this dependency, the power structure changes and people can become upset. They can boycott your project to do sabotage and block the in and one very interesting book about this is Innovation and Its Enemies, Why People Resist New Technologies from Calisto Juma. He's a professor from Harvard University. Thank you so much, Ricardo. So as a service design expert and professor, what are the essential things you look in a service designer portfolio and what do you recommend putting in their portfolio? Okay, I can answer this in just one one word, process. So the service designers should describe the process. We don't want to see the service. We want to see how you did it, which methods you had used for research, who you listened, when, how did you analyze the data, how you generated research, uh, generated your ideas, how you framed your solutions. So if you, your portfolio don't show this information, it is completely useless. It will be almost impossible to get a job if, if the recruiter cannot see your work, if your mind is like a black box. So if you are creating a portfolio, you should describe your process. Thank you, Ricardo, for all these great insights. So could you please share with us how does your typical day look like or any interesting stories? Uh, thank you. So as I mentioned before, I'm a professor. So most of my days teaching online, giving lectures, assigning tasks to students, giving feedback. And out of the classroom, there's like a joke with the classroom word. I meet my master students to give advice about their thesis, about how to make research, to document the process. And I have also some meetings with the administration, like meetings with the chair, other professors and the dean. Uh, concerning the stories that you mentioned before, I have some stories, but most of them involve students. And, but in this case, I cannot, uh, I cannot talk about these private stories. But I have a very active participation on LinkedIn. And I have made many friends from all over the world sharing knowledge about service design. And in this moment, I'm writing a book, uh, also some articles, some new content that I will share soon on the LinkedIn. But for now, it's just a surprise. I cannot tell yet. Thank you so much, Ricardo. So we'll conclude this show by you recommending three favorite books of yours and also people who inspire you the most in the field. Oh, thank you. These books, uh, I, I have read so many bad books in my life and I, I see how people struggle with this because good books, uh, we have millions, billions of books in the world and sometimes it's very difficult to find good books. But I have some good recommendations. My first recommendation is a book named The Fifth Discipline from Peter Sange because he talks that there are five disciplines. And one of the disciplines is what he calls um, systemic thinking. This book is one of the best books I have read that talks about how to use the systemic thinking in your business, in your life. It's just amazing and it's very simple, the language. So I recommend this. And the Peter Sangers is recognized as one of the best authors in the world from this topic. The second book is about changing culture and implementing design in the companies. 
The book is Reframing Organizations from Bowman and Deal, are two authors from Harvard University. In this book, they talk up that to make a change in organization, you need to consider four frames. The structural frame, the human uh, frame, the political frame, and the cultural frame or symbolic frame, the fourth one. So if you understand this, how these four frames work, you can implement a change. And finally, the book that I think it's very, very important because links not only systems for services, but systems and the perspective of sustainability is the book from Donella Meadows about thinking in systems. This is a very, very famous book about systemic thinking in the world. And Donella Meadows was part of a group of scientists from MIT that were invited to study about the net nature of systems, systems and the impact of human beings on them and they did this in the in the 70s they did a very important study about the how different systems work in the planet how they impact each other and this book is is amazing also because it shows how everything is connected in the earth in the planet so these three books are very good the two first authors peter sange bowman and deal they are from Harvard University. The third author, Donella Meadows, is from MIT. And the other book that I mentioned in, during my, my conversation today, Innovation and Its Enemies, Why People Resist New Technologies, is from Callisto Juman, that is also from Harvard University. So I think that these books are excellent recommendations that people can read. Because in my opinion, a lot of people, how, oh, what book should I read to understand better about services? Uh, you can find uh, some recommendations in my LinkedIn profile, but I think that better than understanding services is to understand systems, because what we do in service design is to change services system. So the more you understand about how systems work, what is the basic theory about systems, the better service design will be. So these are my recommendations. And about people that inspire me in this space, I can tell that these, these authors that I mentioned today, Peter Sange, Caresso Juma, uh, Bowman and Dio, Donella Meadows, I think that I got a lot of inspiration from them because they study about making changes in very complex systems. And this is my purpose now, to understand how to work with very complex services systems. And these authors, they are inspiration for me. Thank you so much, Ricardo, for your wonderful time and sharing all these beautiful insights with us. We are looking forward to host you again in our upcoming episode. Oh, thank you very much. So have a nice day. Thank you.